It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. How did week two of the NFL season impact our perspective of the AFC? We're delivering our AFC power rankings today on the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. Hello. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making Locked On NFL Scouting your first listen every day. And a big welcome and shout out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, we appreciate you all being here very, very much. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Joe, happy national um, beginning of discarding of priors day to you. Because it's week two AFC power rankings. I guess te- this is technically week three power rankings. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I'll float around and produce this thing and get the the right hand third adjusted mm-hmm. for those of you who are consuming on youtube you can find us on youtube wherever you listen to your favorite podcast uh but two weeks worth of games is enough for me to start to detach myself from some things where it's like wow well, it's week one i don't want to be too overreactive get a little bit bigger sample size now yeah i feel myself warming up to that as well um, where you've learned a bit about these teams, like we talked about yesterday, kind of off air. You've gotten every team's first punch, you've gotten every team's counter punch, and now let's play football. And for some teams, that looks differently. And I think there's some injuries that are impacting the way that I'm viewing the AFC in a big way. There's been some unfortunate, I mean, come on now, with Nick Chubb last Nick night. Nick Chubb stuff's not fair. Dude, That's awful. So bad for him. I feel so bad. Burroughs re-aggravated his calf after he was kind of finding himself there in the second half last week. It's not good, man. And so there's a lot that goes into this. And so after we were a little bit more holding firm last week, I'm ready to shake up a few things here today in our updated AFC Power Rankings. Okay. So just for administrative purposes, we'll do the top five yeah. in the conference. Last week, the top five for both Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs, unsolicited, we did not compare notes before we hopped on and recorded, was the Kansas City Chiefs, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Buffalo Bills, the Miami Dolphins, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Did you see CBS Sports did like a whole Jaguars-Jaguars debate? I they didn't. pulled like 14 people in the, in, in the studio, and it was like one person was the deciding vote at the very end on whether it was pronounced Jaguars or Jaguars. It's Jaguar, right? I've always said Jaguar. I mean, I have too, but then enough – pronunciation police right. people yelled at me and i switched right i so i've i've tried to be conscious and switch but they were at five the jacksonville team duval was at five 
in last week's power rankings. Joe, may I dare to ask you how many of those teams are still in your top five? Oh, still in the top five. Um, I think four. I also have four. Yeah. I had one team come out. But I only have two teams in the same spot that they were last week. Okay, so let's start with number one. Kansas City Chiefs. I still have Kansas City. I also have Kansas City. They haven't played their best football. There's no question about it, right? But I think getting that road win meant a lot to go into Jacksonville and and win that football game, hold them to nine points. That made me feel a lot better about their defense. And, I mean, obviously, as this team gets adjusted to having Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones, their impact is only going to be greater moving forward. So I'm not moving them off. I am also not moving Kansas City off the number one spot as well. Things have to get to the stratosphere of where the team that I had that came out of the top five, what their situation is that is like how bad it would have to get for me to even consider moving Kansas City out of one this early in the season. And the good news is all these teams pretty much underneath Kansas City, they're going to play them. We're going to find out, right? It's going to take care of itself. (laughs) Three, yeah. It's going to take care of itself. That's right. Now, number two, I have a new number two. As do I. The new number two for me is the Buffalo Bills. That's why I am. Really impressive bounce back win for Buffalo against the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Obviously, there was the concerns with the turnovers and Josh Allen in week one against the Jets defense. Jets just seemed to play well defensively, (laughs) Um, or at least in the last, what, three games? It's been pretty competitive as far as the defense against Josh Allen. Last three, but I'd go back even to 21. I think really the last five. Okay. They've they've played Josh pretty tough. So Salas played him well. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously you get the bounce back from that 38 points, take care of business. Um, you hope you don't lament a divisional loss in round one in a goofy game, but there's so much roadmap ahead of you that I, I still feel like you, you look at that division. They've had so much success against Miami that after week two, I can't justify putting Miami in front of them. See it. Similarly, I think the bills bounce back exactly how they needed to. It wasn't a close game. Josh played, really good smart football but still did dynamic josh allen things um and i think going back to that week one game i i studied it in depth obviously they had a josh allen problem the rest of the operation was really good and i think josh just tried to put on a show on monday night football against a defense that it wasn't time to put a show on and i think he corrected week over week so i have them at two but my number three team's nipping on the heels and they'll play in about 14 days yeah yeah Miami at three. I also have Miami at three. They're another team that has, in spite of all of this, not played their best football. Yeah, you, you and consider, I had that conversation, yeah. Uh, just the, the the game on Sunday night directly left, like directly left 10 points out there in scoring 24 against New England. Tua trips on his drop on third and goal on their first score. Jalen Waddle was wide open on a hook route. Um, so that's four points the blocked field goal, and then the missed field goal. So just three plays tangibly, you left that out there. Never mind, Tua made one kind of silly decision trying to break the the Patriots back with a deep shot down the field on a ball that was a little late, hung up in the air, and got intercepted. And they were running their ball, running the ball at will late in the game. So um, 
obviously the the offensive turnovers and miscues against the Charters and the run defense. They're another team like Kansas City, like uh, I, I think Buffalo probably had the best, most complete game out of any of the top three teams with the game against the Raiders. That's probably fair. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot. If you're Kansas City, Miami, there's there's a lot to like about what other meat's still left on the bone out of this top three group for games that you played so far. One of my new favorite uh, weekly discoveries is going to be how do opposing defenses choose to play Miami, right? It's it's going to be this really interesting dynamic. You saw the Patriots get kind of creative, and I know you could probably speak way more to this. You've studied the All-22, but like with the five safety sets and really just trying to force throws outside, and then two is like, okay, I'll throw the ball outside. I can do that too, and they ran the ball, you know, the big explosive run. How – how much can they lean into that? How do they blend patience yeah. with what they want to do down the field? Like you got to, I mean, this has got to be just an absolute joy to get to see that schematic, just punch and counter punch throughout this season, right? It's, it's happened through two games and it's not going to stop. Yeah. Cause I, I thought the, the chargers chess match defensively against Miami was really fun. And then the, the Patriots man coverage, the man coverage. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Brandon Staley, brother. What are you doing? And then the uh, the Patriots rolled out the Iowa State three safety Big 12 defense to start the game. Go, we're going to go tight front, three safeties, and middle safeties effect, effectively going to be like Tampa two type player, trying to, but he's from playing top down instead of bottom up. So he's trying to rob the stuff over the middle, trying to d- defend that RPO glance route that they love to run so much. Miami says, okay. We'll run, we'll run between the tackles. We'll run power. We'll run downhill at you because that's the big weak spot for that defense is yeah. exactly that. Miami ran for 140 yards. Vance Joseph up next and then Sean McDermott. So we'll, we're obviously paying attention. A lot of fun. Number four? Number four? Number four. The Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I got them up there. That big jump for me. They climbed four spots or two and oh. Like, I mean, spots for me as well. Beat Cincy. That's, that's, Notable. I mean, Houston in week one, Lamar, I think, showed a lot in the passing game last week. Obviously overcame some injuries. It sounds like they they got some good news on the Marcus Williams front, too. Yeah, He's going to work on – he's not going on IR. He's bypassing surgery. Uh, They'll they'll get Linderbaum back. We'll see Ronnie Stanley. I know durability is always kind of a thing there, but they they have a chance to get some reinforcements, too, and you got a road win in the division against Cincinnati. It's, It's huge for them big yeah the fifth spot had a really hard time with number five i did too but okay who do you i have jacksonville i left jacksonville at five the same which is the same same thing that you did you know obviously a quality loss to kansas city uh they i I have a feeling they will lament some of the missed opportunities in that game I, i think if the the end zone was one foot deeper, or if the field was six inches wider, Jacksonville probably scores 24, 27 points in the game <laughs> as compared to getting nine. Um, so they were, they were real close, but uh, that close only counts in horseshoes yeah. and a few other things, but not on the football field. Yeah, I mean, even going back to week one, they didn't necessarily have a convincing win against the Colts, right? Yeah. I mean – we got a, Jacksonville's a team last year that kind of woke up as the season moved along. Um, benefited it out right now. I think they're a good football team, but I reluctantly kept them at five, but it really kind of had more to do with the next cluster of teams that we're going to talk about here in just a moment. But first, 
Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind. So you're not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure that you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medical delivery and ongoing consultation and care. So don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical Plus, an additional $20 off by using our promo code LOCKEDON at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com, promo code LOCKEDON. Folks, snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, which I love. Kyle, you said before the Patriots game, go over on the Waddle receiving yards. I did that, and I won some money. You can do that, too. Check out the player props, the over-unders, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Things you love to see Dolphins over props hitting. Or I enjoy them. I enjoy the props. That's my favorite thing about FanDuel is the props. Like yeah. something like what was the backdoor cover? Um the Rams. The Rams. Right. It's like, come on. Can you imagine goal. losing money for that? Yeah, they're down 10 points, kick a field goal as time expires, just to lose by seven. I had another one on the the Thursday night game. It was the <laughs> over for it was Devonta Smith. I parlayed like Yards oh, and a game. touchdown. Yeah, yeah. He it was and he hit that the bomb late in the game. And I, I was very yep. excited about that. So check out FanDuel. Okay, so our top five, we are in lockstep. We did not compare notes. We both moved the Bills and Dolphins up one spot to two and three behind Homers. The Homers. Homers. And then we have the Ravens jumping four spots to four. Jacksonville staying put at five with a quality loss if there was such a thing to Kansas City in week two. Week or the this the six spot for me let's get messy this gets messy this six through ten is messy bro i got the Bengals. i do too but so obviously it's not great at zero and two and joe burrow being hurt can't drop him too much because they did do it last year yeah it feels a little different especially because joe burrow now there's a big question with joe burrow and like that impacts joe burrow it does impact his style of play. Now, he's not a guy that's out here like Josh Allen running up 700 rushing yards in a season. But nevertheless, mobility and being able to get off his spot and extend plays at times is a big part of Joe Burrow being Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. So that's the concern. Uh, I think they'll get right in a lot of other ways. I think defensively, they'll be okay. Um, but how long does this linger for Joe? That's the question. But I look at the teams that are in this block. Cincinnati's comfortably the best team. I can't put too much of weight into two losses, just being two losses. So Cincinnati six. Yeah, I see it the same way. And and that's a lot of why, I, I mean, not that the quarterbacks hurt, but my number seven team is the Chargers. I have the Bengals at six as well. My seven team is the Chargers. It feels weird having a couple of 0-2 teams there, but it's based on, based on the talent level that these teams have, 
it's hard not to, especially with a lot of just, I mean, crazy uncertainty with, with what's after them. I mean, the Chargers with two games where they probably feel like they had a good chance to win them. Um, but from a talent perspective, I think they deserve to be number seven, in my opinion. From a talent perspective, they do. You not have a team higher than the Chargers? Are they not seven have, for you? I have two teams higher than the Chargers. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm real concerned about Brandon Staley. Did you did you see him getting all short and snippy in the postgame press conference? Getting pissy, man. That can go bad real quick. That element of this can go sideways. Who do you? I'm very curious. Who's the first team that you have against above the Chargers? So now we're getting well, different. For, here. I, one of the two teams I have above them, uh, I and I have this team in the eighth spot is the team that just beat the Chargers, the Titans. Man, I can't do it. I know I can't do it either. But it's this, the AFC field. All of these teams. We saw what Pittsburgh look like negative seven yards winning the football game in the fourth quarter, nine first downs against Cleveland. Two, two defensive touchdowns helps. Cle- right. Cleveland, them, <laughs> Cleveland themselves and Deshaun Watson's play. Obviously, the Nick Chubb injury is devastating for Nick Chubb. It's devastating for the Browns. It changes their football team. The Titans, the Jets losing Aaron Rodgers, Denver Broncos, like, it's a messy situation. It's a mess. It's a mess. So yeah. I'm going to take, take the team that has a win head to head over the Chargers, and I got to put them in front of the Chargers because the Chargers look like a coaching mess right now. The team I have seven is the New England Patriots. All right. We're going to be real different this week. I look, I get it. I get it. They're a bunch of slow burn, stale guys on the perimeter. Bill Belichick's going to take Pop Davis out of the game because he fumbled on. One of his two touches. Only guy that can friggin' move in the receiving Correct. core. Uh, well, you know, we used all our uh, used all our skill players. You know, we, we used everybody. You know, Devontae had a productive day. Meanwhile, nobody has a more than ten yards. Nobody has more than nine yards per catch. They sit here and pee on everybody and tell them that it's rain. That everybody had a productive day. I get it, but the the defense is really good. Special teams. They're always going to play close to the vest. They should not have been in that game. They pulled the right strings late in the game to get themselves in position. Mac Jones's splits in game-winning situations in the fourth quarter is, t- is terrible. The schedule's going to lighten up. They play two teams that we think are really, really good. In a jumbled dumpster fire mess, I will take the high floor team and put them at, at seven. That's the New England Patriots. All right. I don't even know how to continue this conversation. Let me, let me just give you my six through ten, and then we'll go from there. Okay. So I have the Bengals at six. I have the Chargers yep. at seven. Yep. At eight, reluctantly, I have the Browns. Um, defensively, I kind of like what they have. I mean, Nick Chubb's a huge, huge loss. Watson has to. I mean, don't, don't say be, don't say he I has know, to play better. I know. I know. I don't texted you, you last. It. What I texted you last night. I said Deshaun has had enough time by now to relearn how to play quarterback. Right? Like he's had enough time. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't love it, but I, I feel good about their defense. And if they can run the football, I know that's harder without Chubb. And Jack Conklin. Right. Like I said, it's messy. It's messy. I have the Jets at nine. Oh, brother. I don't know. They could play defense. And so could the Patriots. But like, so could the Patriots. I think the Jets have to. The Jets were foolish to not incorporate their backs 
enough in that Dallas game. I think Dallas is one of the five best teams in the league, maybe one of the best three. Yes. So road game, first game without Aaron Rodgers, I mean, I think they have to relearn their their formula. And I have the Patriots at 10. You see, so Dalvin Bengals, Cook, Chargers, you see Browns, Dalvin Jets, Cook getting Patriots. faded in that backfield from a splits perspective already? I mean, how do you even say Brees Hall had four rushes or something from a snap per, from snaps perspective? Th- that's going to need to be their engine Hall and cook. Okay. So you didn't shake, you didn't shake this up too much beyond Cincinnati falling four spots. Cleveland drops two, but you have the chargers in the same spot you did last week. You have the jets in the same spot you did last week. You have the Patriots in the same spot you did last week. Yeah. Okay. I went six Cincinnati, seven New England Patriots, eight Tennessee Titans, nine L.A. Chargers, ten Pittsburgh Steelers. And and it is kind of neat to see, okay, you have comfortably the best team. This was my argument and thought process. Comfortably the best team overall, resume, talent, et cetera, et cetera, Cincinnati. I'll put them at the top. Two high floor teams and how they're coached and how they play in defense in New England and Tennessee at seven and eight chargers, super talented, super concerned about the coaching staff. And then 10, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers. The depth of the AFC might not be what we thought it was entering the season, right? When we're getting six through 10 and just palms to the air, trying to sort this thing out. You could put, I think seven, seven through 10 could be any order of teams. And like, you have a legitimate argument to make based off of what we know right now. All right. Well, now we get to shift our attention to the bottom six or the bottom five. I don't know. Not bottom a math guy. Whatever six. it is, bottom six is coming up here in just a moment. But first, you got to check out Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the funnest. It's the best. It's the easiest way to play daily fantasy sports. The format is awesome. It's just you versus numbers. I love this. It's not you against thousands of other players, including pros, including sharks. It's just you versus numbers. All you do, you select two or more players, you pick more or less of their projected stats and you place your entry. That's it. doesn't take long. Picks can be made in under a minute. When you win, the withdrawals are super easy and super quick. And I love watching football, but I love it even more when I have a prize picks entry going into games because it just makes it that, that, that much more exciting. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL. Use our promo code NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepicks.com slash NFL. Use our promo code NFL. That'll get you a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks. Daily Fantasy Sports Made Easy. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right. So now we go to 11. I have the New York Jets at 11. I know that's a team that you included in your top 10. I think the running game potential... The defense obviously sets a certain floor of expectation for any game that you play. Man, oh man, that offensive line is reeling coming off that performance against Dallas. And I get it. 
it's Dallas, right? So I understand why, but um, I don't get the warm and fuzzies about the offensive line performance thus far in addition to the quarterback change. So that's why they're a little bit lower down in this pecking order of um, teams that have really good defenses for me. I got three of them in a row. I go Pittsburgh, New York, and Cleveland. And um, I got the Jets at 11. Steelers at 11 for me. Okay. I mean. Same spot you had them last week. Yeah, I I have them at the same spot. I mean, Matt Canada is just, is just not a good offensive coordinator. And the loyalty that Pittsburgh has is sometimes really good and sometimes it's really bad. And I feel that way about Matt Canada and, and his continuation with this offense. Um, Nine first downs last night. Good defense or bad offense? I don't know. Like some of their – they don't have Deontay Johnson right now. That's going to be an issue. Is Pickens the type of separator that's going to be, uh, the you know, worthy of those targets? No. Case in point, he caught one against zone coverage over the middle, opened up his strides, and ran away from it. Najee Harris is, I mean, cerebral back, but I mean, is he a difference maker? Does he have explosiveness? Can I, I can I ask man. you, can I ask you a serious question? If Najee Harris ran a 40 yard dash today, what's he run? Four, eight. That's the number in my head. Yeah. It's so it's, it's so jarring to see the difference in athleticism with him and Warren. And I get Najee's better in protection. Najee's more powerful. Najee probably has better vision and decision-making. So it's like this. It's almost like you have two extreme. If you could put them together, you'd have a really good back. But instead, it's it was hard watching Najee. I mean, the, the, that one he peeled back against the green last night, I'm like, oh, this is a big hitter. And he got like nine yards. <laughs> the, the grass disappears slowly. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah. So uh, just just concerned about the offense, obviously defensively, you know, even without Hayward, they were very impressive. We'll see what the news is with Minka Fitzpatrick was ruled out last night with a chest injury. That may change things as well for them if he's going to miss extended period of time. But uh, a team that we're both a little leery on right now because they sit at 10th and 11th respectively for our ranks. I'm going to guess you have the Titans at 12th. I do. Okay. So that's the biggest team that we're different on. We'll see with them. I mean, I think it's probably fair to say that they play a high floor brand of football. I worry about as the season elongates and they what what it looks like. Now, they might be able to just kind of feast in their own division a little bit. They're just not a di- they just don't seem that dynamic to me. I I would agree with you. Um, there's an attrition concern there, too. I don't think they're a particularly deep roster. Right. And they were already without Skaronsky like this past week. That's the last area you can afford to take losses. Now, Skaronsky, it's, it's it's not a long-term thing, I don't believe. Yeah. But um, I think just playing high floor, quality win at home against L.A., I was impressed that they held when they did and they won that football game. So I put them kind of in a mini tier under New England for teams that it's like you're not dynamic offensively. You have some athletic limitations, but you'll 
the way you approach game planning and game management is you're probably going to be a tough out every single week. Yeah. So bottom four time? The bottom four time. I have the Denver Broncos at 13. Okay, so you have Denver above Vegas. Yes. I'm giving the Raiders the benefit of the doubt because they beat Denver in Denver. That's fair. Um, I had the Raiders move up three spots for beating Denver to go right in the same tier with Denver last week. Um, I think the way Las Vegas got handled versus Denver losing at least close football games was enough for me to say, you know, I still think Denver's a more all-around talented team. You see the the Sean Payton stuff with the huddle and wristbands and all that already? No, I missed this. Oh, my goodness. He's talking about procedurally getting out of the huddle, too much verbiage, how do we simplify, got to wear a wristband, which obviously was kind of a thing last year with Russ and, and Nathaniel Hackett. What's the big deal with the wristbands? Like, why are they all of a sudden a problem? But Tom Brady wears a, wore a wristband for 20,000 years. You have to ask Russ. I don't get it. Wasn't there was there another coach? Uh, I believe Russ uh, ended up wearing one last year, though. Yeah, with the Baltimore situation, right? Wasn't that a thing where they didn't want Lamar oh, to have a yeah, wristband? They, or Monken, Monken, was, yeah. Monken was like, yeah, he's never had to or he's never had to go without wearing a wristband and actually know the calls. It's a big freaking guess, deal I, about that. I, I guess in theory, in theory, you're learning a new offense, right? Would the argument be, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but from a coach's perspective, would the argument be if you don't, if you can't hear parts of the call and internalize and understand how to say it back, then you inherently don't understand the, the full concept of what we're trying to do. And you don't understand the, the play to the depth that you need to, to execute it at a high level. I think it would be best if you could. Correct. But it's so not a that, flaw to have the wristband in case. I agree. So I think that's from Baltimore's perspective why they wanted to get Lamar off a wristband. But of course, it. it I don't know how much it makes me feel better to tell Russ to read a wristband if that is inherently an issue with what they're trying to do offensively right now, because you got to simplify it, which means you got to give them less answers at the line of scrimmage, less extra stuff. You in turn, in theory would become easier to defend because there's less that you're, you're giving yourself from a flexibility standpoint at the line of scrimmage. So Raiders and Broncos, we have flipped at 13 and 14. Yes. And that's the same as you had them. I thought you said you mixed this up a little bit. Uh, I did yeah, three, three, three big movers that only move more than one spot. Cause I'm going to assume you, have, I'm going to assume you have Colts over Texans. Well, of course I also have Colts over Texans. I flipped the Colts look like they're a decent, bad team, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a, it's a pretty good compliment. And obviously handle their business Texans. in Houston last week with those white and you see those white end zones for the Texans. That was kind of goofy, right? No, I didn't see that. Check them out. It's like white. Imagine, They're like white with blue letters. Any time for that game last last week. I get caught little pieces of it here and there, you know. So in turn, uh, we are lockstep through six, both of us. We are lockstep with teams in the bottom four. We just have Denver flip-flopped. Uh, so our top six and bottom four 
are effectively the exact same. The mess is in the middle. The mess is in the middle. And you got Patriots 10, I got them 7. You got Titans 12, I got them 8. You got Chargers 7, I got them 9. You got Steelers 11, I got them 10. You got Jets 9, I got them 11. You got Browns 8, I got them 12. So (laughs) the middle is Picasso right now. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Can't wait to do the NFC, uh, which I've already stacked my NFC power. Same, same, I did too. They're very different again. I would argue there's, actually, I could tell you, there's only four teams in the same spot on the NFC side of things for me. How's that for a tease? That's a good tease. That's a good tease. I like it. So we are moving and shaking. NFC Conference Power Rankings for Week 3. Coming up tomorrow here on Locked On NFL Scouting. Appreciate you guys checking the show. I'm Kyle Krabs. He is Joe Marino. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Make it a good one. We'll be back and talk to you all again tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.